Welcome to the Master Your Mindset podcast. This is a space where I will be sharing my learnings, opinions, and own experiences in the world of mindset growth and personal evolution. My aim is to guide you towards seeing the potential of having your wildest dreams and breaking it down to actually help you reach those desires. It's time to break away from society's rules and board your rocket on a one-way trip to the moon. Buckle in. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the Master Your Mindset podcast. As always, I am so excited to be here and I am here alone today with a solo episode with a very powerful topic that I'm excited to dive deep into today. But first things first, there is clearly, if you haven't already noticed, a change that has come to the Master Your Mindset podcast. And that is that instead of having weekly podcast episode drops, they are now going to be bi-weekly podcast drops, which I'm really, really loving. I'm loving this change so much for so many different reasons, but you may have noticed that it came into fruition as of two weeks ago. So last week there wasn't an episode, this week there is, next week there won't be, the week after there will be. And I'm just very, very happy about this decision for the podcast. I think it's going to do wonders for this podcast and I'm so excited about it. So I want to give a very brief update about what's been going on in the last probably even just few days because I flew into New Zealand last night at around 11 p.m. and my sister picked me up and we got home at around 2 a.m. And then I woke up this morning at I think it was like 5.37 a.m. So I got about three and a bit hours sleep and I I actually didn't get any sleep on the flights over here from Cape Town. And there is probably a reason for that. I had a very emotional journey home. And that is just because Nate was dropping me off at the airport in Cape Town to come here. And we got a call from his mom that his dog, who is his soulmate, who is his best friend, wasn't doing well all of a sudden. And by the time Nate quickly rushed out and got home, I got a voice note that, yeah, she's definitely not doing well. And it's time that, you know, today's her last day, pretty much. So (laughs) here's me checking in about to leave, considering not leaving, considering going straight back out that gate. Um, But it all happened so fast and it was a very, very emotional flight for me just because I know how close Nate and Nala were. Yeah, and these things are never, never, ever, ever nice. And I also didn't get to say a goodbye to Nala, which upset me a lot. Um, So many different reasons. But so I didn't sleep on the flight because I was just up constantly worrying about Nate and just being sad for Nate, being sad for Nala. And I didn't sleep. So I'm running off about three and a half hours sleep from the last 48 hours. But for some reason, I'm I'm going, I'm away, and I'm still thriving. So that's where we're at right now. But today, I really want to talk about such an important topic that's actually very close to my heart and something that I went through just last week, hence why I'm actually wanting to talk about that today. And this is how to overcome overwhelm. Now, overwhelm can look so different 
it can look different for everyone in so many different ways. And basically overwhelm to me reminds me of my capacity being full. So when one's capacity is full, there's three different ways that your capacity can be full. And that is physically, mentally, and emotionally. So if we're talking about your capacity being physically full, that's looks something like looking at your calendar or looking at your schedule or looking at your week and having no space. Maybe you're a social butterfly and you like to book and double book and book, 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 you know, coffee dates, lunch dates, business, whatever it is, your schedule and your week just looks so busy. Maybe you're in school, in college, in high school, and maybe you, you know, you're going to school, you have a part-time job on the weekends and after works, and every other day you have different sport on. I know for sure that was me when I was in school. So physical capacity being full is when there's literally just no, no more room. There's no more space for anything else. And then we have mental. So mental capacity being full could be something that's going on where your thoughts you're, very, you're always dysregulated, you have monkey mind, you know, the stories that you're telling yourself and it's just all up there and it's really getting in the way. There's no space for any other thinking, there's no other space for any problem solving, there's no space for anything, but everything's just going off in your head and you're just like, ah, you know? So it's like the monkey mind, the thoughts just circulating, circulating, circulating and you're not getting anywhere. So your mental capacity is full and that you need to do something about that. And then we have emotional. And for me, emotional and mental come kind of hand in hand with each other. But if we're talking about other situations for emotional, maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe someone has passed away. Maybe, you know, your dog, you know, has passed away. Maybe whatever it is. That is going to take a toll on your mental capacity. And that's probably somewhere where you're grieving rather, where you're just trying to figure it out, where you're just being, where you're just letting it happen, where you're surrendering. But these types of things can really take a toll on your emotional capacity, right? And so when we talk about capacity as a whole, it doesn't necessarily mean to say if your capacity is full, that it's just physically full, but it can be physically and mentally full. There can be half and half, you know, if you look at it, maybe your schedule yet is quite full. But if we actually look at it, we it's actually our mental space that we need to, you know, regulate ourselves, have some sort of practice where we can feel grounded and calm and let those stories that just don't serve us go, let those thoughts that just don't serve us go, let those whatever it is just don't serve us go. And this is making it seem like everything is just so overwhelming and extreme and hectic and chaotic in your life, right? So I know I personally went through this. Again, I go through little spurts of these for some reason. It's like I go through little seasons of it. I say for some reason, but if I was to get very clear, I would understand the reason, but it must be a pattern that I have. So I went through this last week where I felt so overwhelmed. I was like, overwhelmed to the max and honestly it was mainly down to my business so in my business I had a plan of the direction that I was moving forward into what I'm selling what I'm working on all of the things up until October 
And then obviously being in November, October has passed. We're in November now and I didn't have a plan, but it crept up on me and I didn't see it coming. So now I'm like, holy shit, like, what am I doing? Like, I, I felt like I had no sense of purpose. I felt like I had no plan. I felt like I had no direction moving forward, but I was, be, I was working, 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 working. And I thought I was being productive, but in actual fact, I was being unproductive because I was just doing things for the sake of doing things to soothe me right? So I was sitting here and I actually wasn't feeling fulfilled because I wasn't getting things done that needed to be getting done. And this spun me into a cycle of overwhelm. So all of a sudden I'm feeling super overwhelmed and I made a decision last week or actually a couple of weeks ago now for my business. That doesn't make any sense for the stage of business that I'm in, but makes total sense for the lifestyle that I choose to live in terms of the travel that I'm going to get a virtual assistant. I'm going to get a virtual assistant for so many different reasons, but we had our first call last week and she's such a beautiful girl. I'm, I'm going to link her in. If you have a business or you have yeah, an online space that you want help with with a virtual assistant, she is such a beautiful girl, Maddie, and I will link her in the description below. We had our first call last week and it came very clear to me that I had no idea what I was doing or the direction I was moving in or anything anymore, all of a sudden, right? So what I needed to do was I needed to create an entire plan. I needed to figure out my journey, my next part of my journey, where I'm headed, right? But even though I was feeling overwhelmed, I couldn't see that actually physically my schedule looked busy and I was like I must be doing everything that I can be doing mentally I was telling myself stories that probably didn't serve me and I actually wasn't being productive so once I was able to see and acknowledge that I don't have a plan that I need to do some organization in my life I need to do some getting clear in my life once that became clear to me I was able to take that next step and do exactly that so there are a few things that I want to say when it comes to overwhelm and I, I just needed you to understand the difference between the capacities, but then there is a question that I always ask myself, right? Because there is this time when we are feeling overwhelmed, where we actually need to take some radical responsibility and ask ourselves, where am I contributing to my own overwhelm? What am I doing? that's contributing to this feeling of overwhelm, right? And when you ask you, yourself those two questions, we don't need to blame anything else anymore. We don't need to blame the endless sports practices. We don't need to blame our job. We don't need to blame our part-time job. We don't need to blame, 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 put our blame on like, you know, I've got this call, I've got that meeting, I've got that coffee date, I've got that. I never have time to sleep. I never have time to rest. I never have time to chill, right? It's blaming, we need to take radical responsibility and ask ourselves, where am I contributing to my own overwhelm? And it's really interesting because then you will start to find that, you know, you're booking and you're just booking, booking, booking on a spur or on a whim. And actually, it doesn't make sense for you to do that, right? It doesn't make sense for you to go out and have four coffee dates in 
for the entire weekend with four different friends because then you actually don't get a weekend, right? It doesn't make sense for you to do this, do that. It doesn't make sense for you to sign up to another sport because you're already doing four sports and all of your weekdays, after works, weekends are taken up, right? Or it doesn't make sense for you to be sitting here and you're going through a really big life situation at the moment, a really big challenging situation, yet you still keep trying to do, 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 be productive and and all of that. When actually, in actual fact, probably what you need to do to clear the space is have a grounding practice, have a regulating practice, regulate your nervous system, do whatever you need to do to go through the challenge, to learn the lesson and not put on top, keep building, building, building and adding things on top of that, physically, emotionally or mentally, right? So look at how you are contributing to your own success because we do start self-sabotaging. And we do start contributing to our own success. Maybe you, it's like that um, Taylor Swift uh, song. It's like, hey, what is it? Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me or something. But people don't realize that you are complaining or you are feeling a certain way when in actual fact, you are the one that is putting yourself through that. But you don't realize that because it's easier to outsource that blame. So there's the question that I ask myself. It's a very important question. Ask yourself this often. What am I doing to contribute to my overwhelm? Or, or and, where am I contributing to my own overwhelm? Right? And so what I say is once you get clear on this, the next step is to organize your life. Organize your goals, organize your business, organize your home, whatever it is, but organize your life. And I'm going to give you my top tips at the moment of what works for me on how I can organize my life and how that that takes away a lot of the overwhelm and to the point where I actually don't feel overwhelmed anymore and I can see the light and I'm doing nothing different other than to clear the space of whatever it needed to be, whether mentally, emotionally or physically right? So my first tip is to journal or voice note yourself or talk it out with someone. Either way, just we've kind of talked about this, getting clear on your life's vision or your goals moving forward or what where you want to be this time next year. Like get clear on where you're actually moving towards. Because if you don't have a vision, you kind of don't have anything that you're working towards. Therefore, you're kind of living on autopilot every single day with no purpose. It's kind of just surviving, right? So if you're not clear on like the direction that you're headed in, and I'm not saying you have to know exactly in two years time, I want this house and I want that. And, you know, I'm not saying that, but like if you don't want to, you know, cement in a goal, a plan, whatever, because I don't really believe in having the end goal and having this full plan because that almost is setting yourself up for failure, really. Another story for another day, but you need to have some sort of direction to move in so that you can keep moving forward and you can feel that sense of purpose. So getting clear, whether that be through journaling, whether that be a voice note to yourself, a voice note to someone else, maybe a coach that you have, um, maybe it's a friend that you trust with these types of conversations, and just understanding your vision. And 
like Nate and I definitely do have a vision board um, for together for like our bucket lists. But having a vision board for me is something that I did recently. And I created a vision board for my business and I created a vision board for my personal life. And it felt so good. It felt like I could just stay here looking at these vision boards and have a clear path moving forward without doing anything else. I was all of a sudden feeling organized. I all of a sudden was feeling so much more lighter and I wasn't feeling that sense of overwhelm, right? So that could be something that you want to try. You want to reorganize. You want to take things out of your old vision board if you already have one and add things in, um, just refine it a little bit. But I do highly suggest doing a vision board. And so I did mine through Pinterest and through Canva because I work through Canva a lot. So you can use Word document, whatever you use, but just go on Pinterest or just go on Google and just Google photos or Pinterest photos that are things that you love. For example, if you want money freedom, if you want financial freedom, go and picture, go and find a picture of, you know, money or someone that has financial freedom or if you want to travel go and look up the countries that you want to travel to for me like my core value one of the biggest ones is freedom so I have literally just the word freedom there as well like all mixed up in in this vision board I'm sure you're familiar with the process of a vision board but yeah you could do quotes you could do pictures you could do words you could do whatever you like um, but it gives such a good sense of direction for you and and really will help you to then break it down into like, okay, what do I need to do to get to that place of like whatever is in the picture of your vision board? And then my next tip would be to have either a digital or physical planner and calendar, right? So the reason that I give both options is because Everything or each of these are going to look different for each person. I used to be someone who likes to write it down on a pen and paper, get clear, have my calendar there, all of the things. But now I'm a digital person. So for digital, I have full on Notion boards and Notion is like a planning platform. You can really use it for whatever you want. You can add everything in there. It's like free reign for you to do whatever you want. And I'm using this as like a full on planning. So I've got one separate for my personal life and one separate for my business. And you can definitely see how they intertwine, but having them separate. In my personal life, I have things like my habits, right? Which is actually another another one that I recommend, another tip that I recommend, which we can talk about. But I have my habits. I have my goals that I'm moving forward. And I have like how I'm going to get there. I have my vision. I have all of these different things. I have my to-dos for my personal life. I have my reminders, you know, reminder to go and get my skin checked or whatever, you know, all of those things that we forget, but I have that here and it's all organized. And then in my business notion platform, I have everything for my business. I have my content, my Instagram, my podcast, my one-on-one clients, my offers coming, all of the things, right? But everything is in one place, right? So I can go in there and I can look and I've made it visually pleasing. Like, I've made it aesthetic and it looks so beautiful for me. I have my vision board on each of them. This is actually where this came, the vision board came into. I have my vision board on each of them and it just looks so good that I want to go in there all the time and like check things off and make sure I'm doing good, all the things, right? 
Um, Maddie, who is my VA, who I talked about, she actually has a YouTube channel where she's posted um, like tutorials on how to use Notion. If that's something that you want to check out, I will leave that video in the link below as well. It's incredible. I had a Notion before this, but I really liked her layout being very simple and easy and not complicated. So I actually changed my entire Notion board. <laughs> um, and look, this did take a couple of days. And from the schedule that I sort of mentioned, I didn't really have the time to do it. But if I didn't make myself have the time to sort my life out, sort my business page out, then I would have just continued. That would be me contributing to this feeling of continuous overwhelm and feeling of staying stuck. And I wouldn't have been doing anything about it. So sometimes you have to take a step back or what feels like a step back to go two steps forward, right? Because yes, I felt like I was taking a step back, but I actually wasn't. I was doing this so I could propel myself so much faster forward into the direction that I'm trying to go, right? So that is digital and or physical planner and calendars. And then I said the habit tracker. So something that I find very helpful is a habit tracker. And look, I used to track my habits, have healthy habits, what means the most to me, my core values and everything daily, like day in, day out, I used to track them. And then for as long as I was being consistent, they started to, to become natural to me and I didn't need to track them anymore. I didn't need to physically go tick it off. However, I've noticed that I have not been doing some of the healthy habits or the, the good habits that I really value and I'm okay with being a beginner again and starting all over. And it's so much fun having this in a digital way now where I can go and I can experience this side of a habit tracker and it's helping me a lot. It's helping me a lot. So if you are someone who, you know, thrives off a habit tracker and kind of forgot about it or, you know, wants to do it again and just see how it all goes, like with a habit tracker, I highly recommend that to get organized for your life and just like start bringing in some consistency of the things that you consider healthy habits. A task list is also something, and and like I want to preface, you're not going to want to do every single one of these tips. They're just like feel into what feels good for you that you want to do, that you want to bring back, that you want to try and leave the rest. You don't have to do every single one of them because actually that's probably overwhelming in itself. Self-trust. Choose what feels good for you. So I've got here tasks list, right? Some people really thrive of having a checklist and physically ticking it off, whether that be a checklist on your fridge, on your notes app, on your computer. It could be on a pen and paper, at your desk, whatever it is. Some people love ticking it off and it feels like a sense of achievement for them. And that is really, that means that you are making tracks on your path, right? So sometimes having a tasks list is very beneficial. And then I want to talk about some of the things that I know are mirrors to our, you know, our external world is a mirror to our internal world. So if you're mentally or emotionally feeling full at full capacity where you have no space, I want to suggest that you go and do a do things like a full spring clean of your house, a spring clean of your room, um, clear out your fridges, wipe, you know, wipe out your fridges, cupboards, 
like kitchen, bathroom, whatever it is, like go and do a full on spring clean of your space. Do all your laundry, make you get all those things done. Once you do this, your internal world will feel so much happier, so much more calm or at ease. And I know that I do this all the time. If I ever start to feel even in the slightest bit stressed, I will go and I will take all of my clothes out of my drawers and I will refold them and put them back in. And I feel good. It's like therapeutic for me. But like once you know that your space physically around you, your external space is cleaned, you've just done it, it's all refreshed, it's all reset, you will feel a sense of that inside you as well. It is a mirror. Um, Yeah, cleaning out your wallet, cleaning out your wardrobe, doing a charity one run with your wardrobe, right? And then the other one I would say is the subscriptions. So how many subscriptions are you paying for that you don't even use anymore or that you could do without or that you're, you don't even realize is there, you know? How many subscriptions do you have? Because I know I did this and now I'm saving hundreds of dollars per year because there were so many things that I just forgot about that were just automatically coming out of my account, right? That, you know, maybe I saw last month, but I forgot to go and unsubscribe. So I made like a full on table of like everything that that I'm paying for monthly and annually. And now I know how much is coming out, what I'm paying for, and I can refine that every time I need to, right? And this helps you save money as well. This is like such a hack. (laughs) I love doing this. Those would be my tips to organize your life. So when we are feeling a sense of overwhelm, what we need to do is organize. So overwhelm equals, okay, organize to optimize. We need to organize our life to optimize our life. And that's kind of it. That's pretty much all the tips that I have. I hope you found some value out of this. I hope you enjoyed this. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you haven't already, go join my free podcast community where you will be able to get the access to actually watch these videos. There's bonuses. There's all of the things happening over there. It's a full community vibe and you never know what's happening in there. It's it's just the vibe to be in. It's the space to be in if you want to have expansive conversations and be around conversations that always have to do with accountability, mindset, life optimization, and everything in between. That's it from me today. I will see you on our next episode.